0: This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Uh, Welcome, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm podcast. And I am very excited to be with you here today, as always. Um, And today I have a guest. And though the guest uh, in question is indeed an author, she is not actually coming to talk about a specific book that she's written. So without let me just not keep you wondering who I'm talking about. So we are going to have as our guest today, Lisa Meladnik, who is a certified Catholic strengths coach, and she is an author and she's a speaker. She lives on Long Island, um, or Long Island, as I should say, if I want to channel my <laughs> old or former, I'm not old, no, no, my former New Yorker self. Um, so Lisa, welcome.
1: Hello. It is so good to
0: be here with you, Deanna. I am very excited to be able to talk to you today. And I think the challenge is going to be staying focused on our topic. And our topic, (laughs) because, you know, you and I love to chat. We do. Um, Hello. (laughs) So first off, Strengths Coach, tell us
1: a little bit about that. Okay, so strength coaching, this is not in the fitness realm. This is in the area of what's right with us rather than what's wrong with us. How are we wonderfully made by God? And I use a very famous globally recognized assessment to help people to understand how they're woven together by God to, to operate at their highest levels of their highest capacities with the greatest ease and flow and joy and satisfaction. Um, there's a great personality profile called the Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment, and it's owned by the Gallup Corporation. So I'm Gallup certified in this assessment, but I'm also certified by the International Coach Federation as a personal life coach. And so those two things come together when I work with my clients to just help them to notice how they're made and how they can really get a whole lot more out of their lives by focusing their talents on their lives.
0: And I will say, just so full disclosure, so I first met Lisa virtually um, through a website called Amazing Catechist that I still sporadically write for, that was focused on catechesis and the passing on of the Catholic faith. But now I have come to know her even a little more. uh, I was going to say more better. Oh, terrible grammar construction. Very bad.
1: (laughs) I like Um, more
0: better. I've come to know her better because she is someone I have had her in my life as someone who is helping me as a life coach. So it has been great to have this new relationship and rapport with her. And I have learned so much. And that's really why I wanted to have her on the show was because why keep what I've learned to myself? Um, It's something I think that can be useful in many areas. And Lisa has recently branched out to a slightly different area, and that's the area of marriage. So how, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, I've been really drawn to talk about Catholic marriages for a long time. Um, i have been married 36 years, and I'm married to a person of no faith. Um, came from uh, parents who were lapsed in their faith, and so really we started off in this kind of mixed faith marriage, young and immature, and struggled for a long, long time. But have learned so much, and have such a good friendship now. And so when I speak about thriving in your mixed marriage, people who are in a mixed faith or faith, no faith marriage, or even Catholic marriages where there are deep divides, things that are preventing them from being at peace with one another, being truly friends and truly romantic partners with each other. Um, These same topic areas really resonate. And so I'm going to be doing a challenge in January and February. It's sort of like a book club, but it's free. And I'll be offering coaching and guidance through the book for people who want to show up to learn on their own or with their spouse or people who are interested in getting married to learn more about how to thrive in their marriages by focusing on how God has wonderfully made each other, being able, and we'll get into more detail on that, but, but because god has healed and blessed us on so many levels over the years and taught us so much the two are those two things the coaching and the the marriage experience is all kind of coming together in my life at this point as a real passion
0: it's always fascinating to me to watch the holy spirit move and just like you said just put all the different facets together and put them in a way that benefits not only ourselves, but benefits other people. And that's something that has always um, drawn me to ministry, right? Is that, yes, you do ministry because this is what God is calling you to do. And I think when I did the um, the, the Clifton Strengths Finders, which I actually did uh, like almost 20 years ago with work, I realized, you know, this is how God made me. And so like, stop fighting about it. Stop fighting with yourself over yourself, right? Right. And now when I saw this marriage challenge, I thought, oh my goodness, how many times in marriage, because like you, I've been married a little while, 37 years, just <laughs> a little bit, right? We've only been married a little bit. Um, and you realize that so many times you're not really fighting about anything of importance, but you're trying to figure out like, how do I do this? How, how are we going to make this situation work? How we, can we fix this problem? And it's like, you don't know what's best about your spouse all the time not because we don't want to, but because we just don't necessarily look at ourselves or other people in that way. Um, so that's why I was really drawn to this strength, strength-based strength marriage challenge and, and getting the book. Um, and I think it'll definitely be of interest. What I like about it, so I'm a real big planner and I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but I'm always thinking about how can I make my life better? How can I make things flow more easily, right, be more productive. Um, And so this is actually going to start in January, which I think is so cool, because what better time to start something new and fresh. Um, And maybe this time of pandemic, you know, maybe all this time spent with your spouse has sort of made you not see all the good that is in the other person. And this would be a great time to really refocus, you know, and go back to what draws you to each other, Um, which brings me to the questions so, so you talked about there are like three things that, that you can do, right? Just three
1: relatively simple things. Why don't you discuss those for a couple minutes? Yeah, just in a nutshell, the three things are, I call them the best of us, the little things, and the victory to come. The best of us is about looking for the best in your spouse. the little things is appreciating that God is big and we are small and the little loving merciful things that we do every day matter, make a big difference. They, um, uh, you can't see me, but I've got a, sort of a brick wall facade behind me. And it's a great image for this discussion because the little tiny love bricks that we put together and build this beautiful wall of safety and beauty around our marriages do happen little by little and step by step, and we can let God be big and handle the big stuff. And the, finally, just to keep that eternal perspective, that that we, are, we have a destination here, and that this life is fleetingly short, and that being Catholic and having sacramental lives is the most powerful way to live in this world. And so that's it in a nutshell, and we can kind of break them open as well in, in more detail.
0: So, That's interesting. And I do, I love the way you, you use that analogy of the brick wall, because you have to build everything slowly and carefully and in small pieces. Um, And I think that it's interesting because in, in my house um, I'm like, come on, let's go, let's hurry up. Let's do it. And my husband's like, "Okay, can we think about this? Can we do it step-by-step? And I'm always like, well, why, why do it step-by-step? Let's just, do it. Um, and so, and that's just the way he's wired and that's the way I'm wired, but that it is interesting to think about. It's the little things and it's not only the little things that we, that build us up, but it's the little things that I think wear us down as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yes. So it's like that shift in focus of saying, all right, I, I like the first one, especially, um, look, Like, what's the best, right? Looking for the best in your spouse, because it's so easy to see the flaws.
1: Yeah, it's the easiest thing there is, and it's enemy territory. When we start to focus, it's right, the old take the log out of your own eye. We, We know that, and it's so familiar to us, we might even discard it for a moment. But these are things Jesus took care to tell us. He was telling us how to win a spiritual battle, you know, and St. Paul said in Philippians four, verse eight, and I know I'm on your territory now here uh, and feel free to comment, but St. Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. And this part is what gets me about the little, the littlest tiny things. He says, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And if you are in pain in your marriage, it is brutally hard to do that because you may have very legitimate gripes. And at the moment when we're growing in wisdom, we sometimes think things that are not so legitimate or that are colored by our own problems or unconfessed sins can be legitimate gripes too. So none of us are perfect in our sight around determining what's legitimate and what isn't, but we certainly all live with other sinners, you know, and have legitimate gripes. So it can be a painful struggle to start to focus, have a lens of love to look at our spouse and in that process of looking for the good in the other person, any excellence, anything that is good and worthy of praise we start to call that out in them and affirm it. Something spiritual happens. And there's neuroscience going on here too. Scientists tell us that when you are in close proximity to someone in work or in your home, and they're having a lot of negative thoughts about you, you can't read their thoughts, but you feel it. And it colors every interaction, even if they're smiling. You know that feeling, right? Someone's smiling at you and you're getting the shivers. And St. Teresa of Lucia said that looking for the best in another person becomes a pleasure. Because as you're looking for the best in you're looking for the parts that are the truest parts because they're of God. And so I take the next leap, which is if you're looking for what's of God, you are looking for God. And I think of Mother Teresa's beautiful eyes. If you look at images of her gazing at a child or gazing into the face of a leper or someone she's ministering to, Jesus was looking through those eyes at other people for many years and beautified them. But she was also seeking him with those eyes all the time, looking for Christ in the other person. And that is a simple idea, but it is really difficult. And, but be assured that if you persevere, if you ask God for the grace and the courage to persevere in this act of looking for the good, and I'll give you some, a little bit of insight into that in a moment. Ask God, give you eyes to see it, and thank Him daily for your spouse's good qualities. If you, thank God for three things about your spouse, even if it's just his handsome brown eyes. If you can't think of anything else, go for something like that, or the fact that he washed your car, or it doesn't matter that it's deep or profound. Getting into the mental and spiritual habit of appreciation is spiritual warfare at its finest. We terrify the devil when we engage in merciful, courageous love. Yeah, it's always amazing. So
0: there's just so many things that you just said that I could respond to, but I think ultimately it's if we look for the good, which is what Christ calls us to do. And all the great saints call us to do that, you know, and remind us that that's the way to be. If we look for the good, we find it. And if we look for the bad, we find it.
1: You yes, know, And you, it grows in our minds as well.
0: Right. It's whatever you focus on grows,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever you focus on grows. So so if it's the annoying things that you focus on about your spouse, then that's what grows. If it's the good things, that's what grows. And what do we want to have grow? Because that is ultimately our, our choice. It really is a decision, you know, um, I've talked about on the podcast and I certainly in in my Bible study that I wrote, I talked about the fact that love is not about a feeling and, and everyone has heard this before. If you're like over 25, you've heard this before, right? Love is not a feeling. It's an action. You know, it's that it's, it's, it can be drudgery in some ways, sometimes some of the things that we do out of love and care and concern for other people, but ultimately looking for the good. And St. Paul says it. I mean, he says it many different times in many different ways throughout his, his letters, you know, focus on what is good and what is worthwhile because everyone is quick to point out what is not good. How can we, in our, in our, in our marriage be different than the rest of the people that your spouse encounters? If we can't be different in, in our home, then what are we doing? Right. I I think that's, that's a big part of it. And I would also imagine um, that, not imagine, that's the wrong word. I also am, am sure, and there are studies that show strong marriages build stronger families, stronger children uh, who can go out and do what they're called to do, right? It's its about how are we living? You know, like it's the, whole, the whole podcast, right? It's about living not lukewarm. And you only get not lukewarm by action, not by sitting around, not by focusing on what is bad you get, you live not lukewarm by living a life that we're called to live, you know? Um, And so I think this whole idea of a marriage challenge, just looking at people that I know, you know, who are thinking, some people have said, oh my gosh, being with my husband, uh, you know, during this pandemic has been the best thing ever. And other people have said, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. You know, (laughs) it's just, so it just depends. But I think, if, if your marriage is great, I think you're still going to benefit from this. And if your marriage is just okay, then you're going to benefit from this. Um, it's the idea. And I really do love, you said, you know, about gratitude. Gratitude is huge. Again, because it's what do we focus on? That's what grows. Mm,
1: yeah. And I want to talk about gratitude a little bit in a moment, but I want to just highlight something you said about taking action. Jesus didn't say, if you sit all alone and just praise God all by itself, that that's enough, that you just say Jesus is Lord. He says, if you didn't feed me, if you didn't clothe me, if you didn't go out and do those acts of love and take action, you know, sorry, you're a goat, not a sheep. Um, And I also want to mention too, that we are not talking about serious problems that need professional help. We're not talking about Uh, infidelity or addictions or abuse of any kind. Those things you don't want to look past. I don't mean that you want to be completely and globally focused on them from now till the day you die, because all of those things uh, with God's help can be worked through in in some cases. I'm not going to make any marriage expert statements about that. But what we're talking about is the ordinary everyday stuff that tears marriages to shreds. We don't even need those huge problems to tear our marriages to shreds. And so I'd like to look at it now just for a moment through the lens of a strengths coach. When you know what, what are called talent themes in, in the Gallup world, um, in other words, I, I know that Diana is very high in, in her connectedness to other people, her empathy for them. She has a great power in that regard. And so if I want to really help her to feel seen and heard, I'll go there. If I were her spouse, I wouldn't ask her, what do you think? I'd ask her, how do you feel about that? Because that's where she lives. And that's going to resonate with her being. And, and in her connectedness and her desire to develop other people, she's really powerful that way. And so supporting her in the things that she's driven to do for the Lord, approving them, noticing where she's successful, the occasional comment or a way of phrasing something that affirms her is gonna help her to feel really alive and seen and heard. So we can actually speak into each other's talent. We can anticipate where conflicts might arise. Diani really made me laugh because Um, I have activator at number three. And my husband is a more deliberative person. He makes really careful decisions and that takes time. And so where I want to get go, I'm a ready, fire, aim kind of person. My husband is the one who will evaluate all the data first. And that can make me feel frustrated like things are moving too slowly. That could be an area, and in the past has been, an area of conflict. But for us now, you know, with mature, mature talent in the Gallup world is very other-oriented, which is another reason I love it as a Catholic. And mature talent notices the other person is generous. Is, is careful about how it lands with the other person. And so, if I can leverage his talent for going deeper and evaluating and making really clear headed decisions, then I can be that person who helps to get us moving, but I can also make stronger decisions because of him. And that makes us a better couple. That makes us more of what God has called us to be by bringing us together. What God has joined together, let's leverage. I like that, let's leverage it, I like that a lot.
0: (laughs) Um, That's really what this is about, right? It's true that we are not trying to gloss over people who are in serious uh, situations that need serious intervention and help. That's not the point of this conversation at all, ever. Um, But really the idea is, yes, you have a good marriage, yes, you're happy, but you know what? What if, what if you knew each other a little bit better? What could be accomplished, and and how would your life look different? You know, how would it be a little bit better, a little more cheerful, a little smoother? I'm always mm-hmm. going for a little smoother, right, a little less friction. So mm-hmm. let's talk more specifically because we could talk about this for a long time, um, but yes. we're not going <laughs> to do a two-hour podcast because I don't think my <laughs> listeners would listen that long. Um, so. The the you're using a book for this marriage challenge that begins in January.
1: Yes, the strengths based marriage challenge, mm-hmm. and the yeah. authors are Jimmy Evans and Alan Kelsey. They're Protestant men, but there is absolutely nothing in this book that conflicts in any way with our Catholic understanding of the human person or of sacramental marriage. In fact, it's really li- aligns very very nicely. It's a great. Nice. Book. Good. That's good. And so how, just a brief overview of how
0: the study or the challenge is going to work.
1: Yeah, we're going to take six weeks to go through 17 chapters. And at the end of each of these chapters, and they're not long chapters, they're simple, they're straightforward. Each of the two experts speaks on that topic in a very kind of conversational, warm way. So it's not a lot of technical jargon or anything like that. And then there's these great little kind of mini challenges at the end or suggestions of ways to put these ideas into action and so what we'll do is we'll take you know two or three chapters at a time that's why i'm trying to urge people to buy and start reading the book ahead of time so it's not like a race um take time either to read it to each other or to read it separately it doesn't matter in in other words it's not a lot of reading and it's not heavy reading and it's not upsetting reading you could read it at bedtime together um or just pray as you go because they do talk about marriages that were on the verge of divorce, really seriously wounded, completely crumbling marriages um, that have been completely rebooted and restored through this mutual understanding and appreciation for how God has purposed us through our talents.
0: That sounds great. Um, As a matter of fact, a couple of months ago, my husband and I, we were reading to each other every day we were reading a book together and rather than him read it and then I would read it and we would discuss it. We actually read it out loud and we, we liked that. Um, So I think that's a great idea. And uh, so I'm going to drop links to more information and to register for the, the course. And there is no charge for the course, which again, that is wonderful. And I think that also speaks to the fact that if we give, generously of our own time and our talent um, to help other people. That really is about service and ministry and and pointing our putting ourselves out there because that's what God is asking us to do. So that's a great idea. So you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, it's after Christmas. I overspent on my Christmas gifts. There's no charge for this. You can join in. Um, you know, you do have to get the book. Um, again, Also I'll drop a link to all of that and then what other benefits? Uh, I hear there's going to be some coaching packages attached with this. Some mm-hmm.
1: giveaways. Yes, I, I'm figuring out the details, but I am going to award some coaching hours, some private coaching hours to a certain number of couples that join. And I'm working that out, how to, how to assign that. But there will be other giveaways as well. And, and just to clarify with the book, if you buy Strengths-Based Marriage, the book, new. It comes with an assessment code. So one of you can take the assessment. And in the Eventbrite listing, the link that Deanna is sharing with you in the show notes, you'll see a code. And this is not something to be published far and wide. It's just for participants to get $10 off any subsequent purchases of assessments. You could have your whole family do it at $10 off each. Or if you've done the, uh, it's too much to explain, but there's different versions of the report. Um, You can upgrade to the full report uh, and that upgrade also you can get $10 off. So I'm trying to do my best um, to make you know, to offset with the $10 discount that I get with my coaching credential, the cost of the book, which I think on Amazon right now is like 11 or $12 and change. So it can be a very low cost experience. Um, I do have an affiliate link in the Eventbrite thing. So I, you know, might make a few pennies on the book if you buy it that way, um, just to help me offset my costs. But it's really not a money making thing. It's an opportunity to really go into some new territory together, some really hopeful territory. And another thing about talent is that it's in, that the talents in the assessment, when you get your reporter in various domains, there are different ways that people operate. They might be more strategic or they might be more relational. And there are two others as well. I won't go into them deeply. But one of the things that happens later in the book is they talk about the romantic side of marriage how people who have different dominant domains where their talents tend to show up in certain categories, how they most appreciate their romantic life happening. And so when you understand that about each other, too, you can start to meet each other, make plans, or be more spontaneous, whatever it is that will delight each other. And again, there's that coming together, that having eyes to see and hear each other, that can overcome so many of the little things and and reboot and regenerate your enthusiasms and for each other and for your life together i
0: i think the word hopeful really struck me um because i think this is our season event of advent our season of hope and hope is what we all need we can all use a little more sense of hope and just the possibility, right? For me, always looking at what's possible is a very big motivator to do something. And so um, I'm looking forward to the to the book and to the course. And of course, I, I enjoy spending time with you, as does my husband, because he did take a, a brief webinar you did a couple of months ago. And he said, Oh, this is she's really good. I like her. So you know, this is not <laughs> just nice. two women saying, Oh, we're great. You know, <laughs> she's wonderful. There, there was a male involved who said, Yes, I would. I would do a course with her. So there you go. And um, you've heard my husband speak on the podcast before. So he's definitely a upfront kind of guy. Um, mm. So Lisa, <laughs> she's going to give us our not lukewarm challenge. And then we're going to have to wrap up this conversation. Um, so I wrote down the not lukewarm challenge. She uh, want me to go ahead and give it or do you w- want to do it?
1: Yeah, why don't you give it and maybe I'll say a word or two about okay. it just very briefly. All right. So,
0: our not lukewarm challenge for this week is to consider how will I use one of my God-given gifts to bless someone else.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Pray about this. Are Are you really good at communicating or listening? Are you really good at making plans or seeing alternatives? Are you really good at problem solving? What what are the ways that God has made you to be really particularly gifted? How do you show up? And how can you prayerfully approach that and say, Lord, show me opportunities today to stand in that gift in a considerate way, not an overbearing way, not here I am, because it's never like that when it's a mature talent. But to move into that space of Lord, give me eyes to see the opportunity here to really show up authentically, to be really present to the other person and to be a blessing in their life today. So there you have it. That is our challenge our not
0: lukewarm challenge. And Lisa, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed our conversation and time together and um, I'm sure we'll find something else to talk about another time and you can come back and join us again. Um, As always, if you have any questions, please drop them in the comments and I'll be happy to get back with you. I will leave all the links to everything we've talked about in the show notes. And until then, have a wonderful week. God bless you. And don't forget to always live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on Podcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.